Welcome back, everyone, to Insight Fantasy Sport MBL Edition. We're doing our weekly review. We're going live. People are chucking comments in already, which is fantastic to see. As always, we're brought to you by The Standard Squeeze. Make sure you use our promo code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off all your products from The Standard Squeeze. Also, a massive shout-out to Ryan from Astute in Newstead. Make sure you hit up Ryan for all your home loan needs. Make sure you also let him know that the boys from Insight sent you and he will take care of you like he takes care of everyone. Mate, there's a lot going on, but I need to introduce my legendary co-host, SC Matrix, Matty O'Brien. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely pumped after a, after a big weekend. Ended up having some uh, 11 a.m. hazies, and I tell you what, I was ready for an afternoon nap. I'll give you the drum. <laughs> I ended up brushing brush and hammer. He asked me to go around, but I was asleep. There was a lot of back and forth chat with us, with our teams. Our teams have all taken a slightly different journey, which makes for some interesting chat. Hammer, yours went on a bit of a different journey as well. But how are you, mate? Have you reviewed up well? Mate, I am exhausted. I spent the last <laughs> round of basketball going through the seven stages of grief with Taryn Armstrong, riding the highs of Milton Doyle and getting shit on by Denzel Valentine. So... I'm lucky to be here right now. Yeah, Denzel, Va- Denzel Valentine ain't getting anything on February 14th. I can tell you that for damn sure. But look, 100%. it wasn't as bad as having the C on the, the skinny chef himself, Mr. Cook, which I know a lot of people had. But we'll get there. But we'll get there. There's a lot to get through on this show. We're going to go through some breaking news. And by breaking news, there's a lot of going on in the news. I think my exhaustions has come from being on the Twitter sphere and going a little bit crazy in that space. We're going to cover how our teams did go. We're going to do this week's squeeze of the week. And I tell you what, we got the best players in the land in our league. Make sure if you haven't joined it already, 680481. We're going to go some short super coach reviews of every game. We're going to check out how our community team is going. We're going to mention the upcoming schedules and what we're going to look at when we target our teams. Early trade thoughts. And of course, answer all and every questions that get dropped in the comments. We are going to maybe just bring in some questions at different points throughout the show. We'll definitely make sure we get to quite a lot of them at the end as well. Who's taking the mantle for breaking news? Maddie Hammer, who's taking it? Oh, look, we could call it breaking news. We could call it breakers news. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to do, because uh, New Zealand breakers signed Anthony Lamb. Um, who's a 6'6 small forward uh, who last played for the Golden State Warriors as an injury replacement for Justinian Jessup. Um, Hammer, tell me why he's the not the only lamb getting love in New Zealand at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's fitting, isn't it? They've, they've obviously had their eye on a lamb like most Kiwis, and um, I don't know if Justinian Jessup's pelvic injury is lamb-related also, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've signed him. It looks like there's a bit of a shake-up, perhaps – after the play of uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright, they've decided to start him and maybe need a bigger guy in the lineup. So in comes Lamb. Speaking of other news that's around there at the moment as well, we've been talking a lot about Bang Bang and Bar Bar, but Bangers himself has got himself in a little bit of hot water, but there's a little bit more to this story. Um, Maddie, you've dived into this one a little bit. What, are, what have you heard from your side? And what, what do we want to get out to our listeners? Um, well... Hammer looked into it a bit more, but basically what I saw was he was elbowed in the throat by Latmayan from Cairns. Um, it wasn't called. He was uncontrollably furious. Like the man looked like he got those he got those crazy eyes. Anyway, um, everybody was holding him back. You know, all the all the little guards were trying to hold him back, which made him look even more huge. Um, like but yeah, <laughs> oh, it was it was wild. And then um, and then. Hammer, just let us know what happened like afterwards because not only did he get thrown from the game, um, but what happened at halftime? Yeah, so they've gone through the race back to the rooms and and Nissan Arena, out of all the stadiums, it's one of the only ones where both teams go down the same tunnel and 
you could see on the coverage there was still a bit of you know jawing going on between Baines and whoever had listened to him. But reports are coming out. There's been a statement made by Stu Lash, who's the uh, basketball operations guy with the Bullets, uh, saying that Adam Ford has waited outside the Bullets change room for Baines, and that's spurred on some kind of physical altercation. So NBL's put out an official statement that nothing more is going to be said until they've reviewed footage and stuff. But there's some potential implications for Baines owners. And, um, yeah, have a look in that space as we hear the news over the next week. It's a big breaking story. It's going to have some repercussions as well for some lineups and it's going to have obviously a bit of fallback into Supercoach as well. So we'll make sure that we bring everything that we hear and every way in which we think that will help you with changing your team and what that looks like. As I'm pretty sure, I'm right in saying Brisbane's coming up to a pretty nice schedule in regards to Supercoach land as well. So we've got to make sure we cover that. We'll help you every which way that we can. But... To get a bit of gloating out of the way first, let's have a look at our teams and how they've gone. And I'm going to turn to you first, Mr. Matrix, up in that top left-hand corner. How did your team go? Run us through it. Mate, pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, look, put the put the C on Creek, which turned out all right. Started Sam Menenga, which didn't turn out all right. Started Tyler Cook. At least I didn't captain him, if there's a silver lining. Started Ben Eyre instead of Luke Cra- Travis. Well, I suppose that cost me one point. It, it did actually cost me a matchup. I see um, I see David Bryson in the comments there. Um, yeah, he towed me up in our league by a grand total of one point. Um, but, yeah, I sort of had my Jalen Galloways, my Kyron Galloways, my Huck Porties, my Luke Travis, all score more than two of my starters. So I had the right team. I just probably started the um, – probably just started the wrong guys, to be honest. Got two seventy nine, yeah, uh, which has made me uh, has made me drop seven hundred and eighty spots back to about a thousand. So, what about yourself, Hammer? What did your team toss up this weekend and oh, this week I should say? And and what's it looking like? Yeah, I pulled three oh nine, which is looking back, it's it's a case of what could have been, but it's also not as bad as it could have been either. So. I had had a bit of luck with bringing Cummings in. He had a 48 or a 49 in the second game, which helped. Milton Doyle went bang in the second half of his second game, which helped. But, yeah, I was a uh, Cooks owner. The injury, not playing the second game, hurt. And Captain Valentine, which is uh, probably the biggest regret of my entire life right now. <laughs> we- we did talk about him a lot. We talked a lot about him on this show. I think it's sort of coming to fruition. We need to start to see him put up some points, I think, to give mm. some of the owners a little bit of love in that space. I was lucky enough. I had the captain on him as well, so it wasn't fantastic. But I was able to pull in a nice little 334, which has me sitting uh, 506 at the moment. So I'm sitting in the top 2%, which was nice. After taking a bit of a risk on the trades, so I obviously didn't have Cook. I had Valentine with the C, Galloway putting up a nice 58. I did have Cook as well. So being able to put up that score with Cook's 10, I was pretty happy with. Jalen Adams getting me a nice 68. Doyle getting me a nice 65. Pretty happy with the bench as well, which was the Travers. Saar. Albridge wasn't too bad either. Antonio actually put up a decent number, but he'll be getting moved this week with Cairns roster coming up. And, uh, and Henschel was pretty quiet. But happy with where I'm sitting and looking forward to uh, what's to come. Yeah, love it. Let's go with our squeeze of the week. And I love getting excited for our squeeze of the week. Those that have been listening here, welcome back. For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome along. We do our squeeze of the week, which is the top (laughs) score of the week from our league competition. Our league is filled with absolute legends, so it's not easy to get your hands on one of these squeeze packs. Uh, Our winner this week goes to... Tim, who's the coach of the Backdoor Bandits with a total score of 409 this week. That was the 11th highest score in the competition. He's also sitting 34th overall. So, Tim, make sure you slide into our DMs and thanks to our sponsors from the Standard Squeeze. We will be sending you a Standard Squeeze pack. With, with a name like that, could you just slide into Rob's DMs, actually? Um, and also, could you explain um, the basketball terminology behind backdoor bandits for us, Rob? I, I think it's just got a lot to do with just the backdoor into the gym to make sure you're putting up a lot of shots and uh, and getting fourth, fourth, fourth in the league competition scores, mate. That's, that's all I'm reading. Moving yeah, right I'm glad along. you jammed that also, one in. So. Moving 
moving right along. Also, a massive congratulations to uh, Oscar, uh, of the coach of Giddy to Play. He's sitting at the top of our league at the moment, and he is sitting fourth overall in the whole competition. That's right. We got the fourth overall sitting at the top. We had the top scorers last week in the whole competition. If you haven't joined our league, join in. You might as well try and win the weekly prize, 680481. It's unlimited. Get involved. I think it's time to move into the reviews of what was a fantastic product to watch. I can tell you what, crowds were crowd levels were high, and it was also matched by the quality that was on the court. I want to kick things off to you. Hammer in the Melbourne United versus Tassie Jack Jumpers game. Uh, Jack Jumpers getting up 80 to 75. Um, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, look, as a Tassie supporter, it was it was good to get the win. Uh, saw a little bit. Doyle, he uh, he was missing a lot of shots early, but he looked good. They were wide open. He's benefiting big time from Crawford. So I really like what Doyle's going to put up going forward. I'm holding him. Uh, and Crawford looked the goods at 277. He's he's really finding his role there. And what I like about Tassie for once is the big guys are playing big minutes. So, yeah, a lot to like out of that game. It's the, it's the six assists for me that I sort of didn't see coming from Crawford. Um like yeah, it's just those, it's just those extra points. Like we knew that he could score and eighteen points there, but yeah, it's the it's the six assists that was the surprise to me, and that could, I suppose, get me over the hump a bit a bit later on in the season if I need to add him. So, I wonder that if uh, you took easily turn into ten if guys had hit a shot. Like Doyle missed some bunnies. It's yeah, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing with him. Is there an element there, a lot down the stretch as well, they were playing the high pick and roll. You could see they were trying to get that matchup with uh, with Bubbles, who, I, and I quote, can't guard his own sh- uh, shadow from you, Hammer. That, one, that one's ingrained in the head. I enjoyed that. Uh, is there a little bit of an element there where you could see them doing that? Is that where the, uh, the assists come from? Or do you see that just happening game in, game out now between Crawford and Doyle, handling the ball, putting up the shots at the same times? So you can see these two just putting up numbers every week. Yeah, I think they're going to work well together. It's, it's a big change from the last two years where you had Majette, who was not that offensive threat. So when Doyle was quiet in the first half, Crawford was shaking, baking, doing his thing, and he draws so much attention because he's such an offensive threat that guys are getting wide open. And you can't help off either guard position now. It's, it's going to benefit both of them, and the scores will, will show that. Now, we talked a little bit about Marcus Lee. Now, we said we weren't talking about Marcus Lee. No one's talking about Marcus Lee, but we did. What did you see from that, Matty? He sort of started all right, but then got very quiet as this went along. He only had 18 minutes as well. Are you still strong on like looking into the possibilities, or is it just to watch this space for now? I think this is a good team to be a guard on. Just, just the way that they're playing at the moment, I just think... Uh... Marcus Lee just isn't getting a lot of run. I suppose he's going to come down in price, and if that changes, um, him coming down in price will probably help the decision to getting him on later on in the season. But right now, I'm not interested. Yeah, so but the biggest problem is just the foul trouble. I think he played eight minutes in the first game, or twelve minutes, and, and maybe eighteen in the second. And he's been in foul trouble the entire time. It's I don't see it. Even if it changes when Magne comes back, they're going to split that role. Right now, they're dropping to Krizlovich to play some small ball. But if he could stay out of foul trouble, he'd be, be okay. We better talk about Melbourne United because this was only their only game this week was this one here. I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying. Um, Matty Delavadova still finding a way to get some super coach points. Yet he's 21, albeit this time only scoring the five points. Huck Porty as well with his 21. Travers getting the 22. Are we? Are they still the three names to kind of look at at this team, and the only names to look at, or is there anyone else people should be looking at to uh, go forward with Melbourne's schedule coming up? No, I think they're the guys. Um, unless Goulding goes on a massive streak, but I don't have faith in in a shooter like that. Yeah, it's got to be Delhi, Huck, Porty, and Travis. Um, Ian Clark played twenty seven minutes, which is probably one to watch. He played. Um, five minutes more than Delhi, uh, which is concerning for people who have Delhi. Uh, but I nearly think that they almost cancel each other out, to be honest. I'm only holding Huck, Porty and, and Travers. I think while the schedule's good, the next three doubles in a row, if you've got them, you've got to use them. 
I'd probably be looking at bringing them in if you don't have them just because of the schedule. But after that, you got to look elsewhere and, and have an exit plan. So the schedule is three double game weeks in a row. We call it a triple double game week. So mm-hmm. um, it's about as good as you can get. It's probably as good as anyone will get this season. So, Yeah. I feel like I've gone completely off schedule as well. I'd like to thank the uh, the NBL app for completely throwing me off there. So sorry to everyone listening along. What lovely fans we have right now who not one person wrote, you've stopped at the start of the wrong game. We'll move back to the first <laughs> game of the week, which was New Zealand versus Brisbane. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Right? It's been a long day. We're three hours behind here in Perth. We're two hours behind some others here in Perth. Just give me a minute to compose myself and uh, I will get it back on track. But to my lovely co-host, thank you for not calling me I out. I appreciate I it. I can't I can't believe you missed lunch an hour ago. So Yeah, Matt, I'm not even going to lie. There is half a roll sitting right there. I'm low <laughs> on subsidence. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's go. New Zealand versus uh, Brisbane, 84 to 89 in favor of Brisbane. I'm going to pull myself together, throw it to you. Maddie, because you've got the, the jersey on. What did you see out of this one, mate? Um, Shannon Scott was really good. Uh, probably didn't get the assists that I'd hoped, um, but 17 points. Sobe took over. Um, look, Chris Smith isn't the super coach guy that we thought he was going to be. Uh, Rocco Zakarski, uh, for anyone who was holding him, it's time to go. Uh, but I suppose Bangers was all right in this one, but we won't be talking about him. I think for a little while, but yeah, look, the bill, the bullets were impressive. And I wonder if we maybe could have won our next game as well. If uh, Baines didn't lose his shit. So man, how can you go through that whole thing and not talk about Sobe? <laughs> Do you want to have another I go? Pro- <laughs> no, I was just gonna, I was just going to let you have a, uh, I was just leaving you something to talk about because I'm excited. <laughs> have a look at this man right here. Yeah, look, 49 super coach points, Huge. 24 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. The guy was everywhere. And I think we are starting to see what we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, the benefit of Sobe playing more of that two-guard role. Having Shannon Scott as a traditional point guard has just unlocked him. He hasn't got the responsibility anymore of running the team. He can just get out and transition, attack the rim, and with this schedule right now, what are they? This week was a double, double, single, double, double, whatever you want to come up with that for a name. But um, he's one of the most <laughs> relevant guys right now. Dizzy, dizzy is what I call that. Yeah, he's gonna, um, he's got to be the most added guy this week, doesn't he? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think he's he's got to hundred percent be the number one added player this week. The question I have, and we know New Zealand's got their all thrown around schedule. We talked about it off the top of the, the breaking news of Lamb getting recruited. What does that mean to for the two hyphenated guards, McDowell White and Jackson Cartwright, Hammer? Do you see this sort of disrupting them a little bit or, or playing into their hands? Um, look, this was the first game that they were both available and played together. Um, I think leading into the season, we were expecting Parker Jackson Cartwright to play that Barry Brown role from last year, like a sixth man come in, add some instant offense. But I think he's just been too good to do that. So they're going to play them both together, I'd say, which meant Jessup is the pelvic injury uh, who's now been moved aside. And we'll see the two guards play together. So I'm high on both of them. But Parker Jackson Cartwright, you'll get him next week before the price rise or round four. And he's almost a lock for me. Matty, can I throw something to you quickly? Just you talked about Rocco off the top. But if Bangers get suspended, is is Rocco relevant then all of a sudden at his price? No, I think Tyrell Harrison becomes relevant at his price. Um, Tyrell Harrison was uh, 130K. He's probably going to go to um, – yeah, I saw that, Phil. Um, he's probably going to go all the way into um, into some bigger minutes, and I think Zakarski might only see 10 or 11 minutes, so – um, oh. I would probably look to Tyrell Harrison, who appears he's got that backup role. So beautiful. We we move on to. Uh, I, I feel like I've got my schedule in order now. But I hope so. Anyways, we'll get all the round two games done. I promise. Uh, we're going to move on to Cairns versus Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, bit of a shock here. Cairns get well, in my opinion. Cairns getting up eighty-seven to eighty. Um, I'll go to you, Hammond, to kick this one off. What were your big Big takeaways from this game. My big takeaway was Bobby Clintman. Like, 
Alex Saar has been getting all the attention as, you know, the, the potential number one pick, the best next star. Clintman has come to play. This guy dropped 42 super coach points off the bench. He was looking the good, scoring all over, assists, blocks, rebounds. This is a guy who was 115K, looking at a, a price rise this week. I think he went up about 30K, but this is a target. So he's got two weeks off now because he's going over to the States, but could be the most added guy after that. What's that, round five? He could be yeah. the most added guy in round five. He cost my man Menenga some minutes. Yeah. Although Menenga's played limited minutes both game, all, all three games. He's just been productive in two out of the three. But, yeah, Clintman's going to be a, a good downgrade target to free up some cash leading into those uh, return games for Cairns. What do we see from Southeast Melbourne? Obviously, Creek Creek came out of the bullet out of a gun and really started going. I was very nervous with my trade, him being in there and moving him out this week. Still finished with 25 super coach points, 20 points, eight rebounds, got a steal, was quite efficient as well, which is something you want to see. Um, him and Cummings seems to be the ones that keep putting up the numbers for Southeast Melbourne. Um, Hammer, what did you see in that one? Yeah, I held Cummings. That was good. Um I'm surprised that he's still having the impact he's having and the ball in his hands with Gary Brown back. I don't know if they're just easing Gary Brown into it or or what, but um, Cummings has been good. Um, Cooks, wasn't that disappointing? Just, my God. What yeah. did he last, 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, 12 minutes, but like, and looked good, had four rebounds in his 12 minutes. Um, yeah. Look, he's he's always going to be good when he's out there. But yeah, and then and then couldn't make the second game. He should be right for for next week. But that's the end of his double double game weeks and goes into a single week. Could be a trade out target for me. They're they're talking the return of Alan Williams being imminent. Yeah, do we try and offload Cooks now? I think that's the way I'm going to go. You know, I'll throw that one out of the group. But uh, yeah, for for me, for me, it's a lock. Yeah, for me, it's a lock. Cook is out. Huck Porty's in. That'll be my move. I don't have Huck Porty at the moment, so I know there'll be a lot that sort of have that dilemma of what to work out. For me, it's an easy one. It's a pretty simple yep. move, I think, and then I'm going to work it around from there. Throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out to the community as well. We might move on. Really intrigued for everybody's thoughts from a super coach type competition and something that they might look at. You have the captain on Cook. He gets injured in his first game of a double game week. Does the captaincy just move to your vice captain for the second game? So if you put a VC on a captain, on a vice captain, what are your thoughts there? Big shaking of the heads from the group. No, no, you you're done. You've you've done your dash Suffering there. Jocks. It is what it is. Yeah, yep. I, yep. we we can probably bring up a couple things in our next game. But one I wanted to bring up was um, Sam Wardenberg. Um, mm. Look, yeah, got 14 rebounds. Didn't shoot particularly well from the floor, but probably just one to watch. Probably a better fit beside Bobby Clintman there. Just looked really good. Uh, looked like the great white hope out there. So. Um, yeah, loved it. Love to see him out there. He's huge too. So we'll move on. We'll move on. We've got Tazzy versus Sydney next. Uh, Tazzy getting up 80 to 72. We've talked about their players a little bit. Crawford obviously stepping up again with 27. McVeigh with 25. Doyle with 27. I'm talking super coach points obviously right now. Um, from a Sydney perspective, uh, Jalen Adams just exploded in that second half with 35 super coach points. Um, Tui, Valentine. I'm going to throw to you first, Maddie. I've gone to Hammer first a couple of times. Concerns for Sydney, the way they sort of mix the points around a little bit, or, or what do you see from their side of things? Look, uh, when I watched them play in the preseason and I watched them against Melbourne United live, they did just they just didn't look as good as Melbourne United. And they've probably come across as Melbourne United, I think, are the best team. Maybe Tazzy are a bit better. They did just beat them. Um, But I think this is a case of them against really good teams. I think they're going to be flat track bullies for those, um, for those of you that are used to other ball sports out there. Um, And I think that they're going to really beat down those really bad teams, but I think Tazzy are just better than the Kings. And that's what we saw in this one. Yeah, man. Valentine is still, Upset at him. 17 <laughs> super coach points. That was abysmal. Like you, you talk, Matty, about uh, sharing it around, and it feels like that. But you dig into the box score, 
your Jalen Adams, your Denzel Valentines, they're still playing like 27, 28, 30 minutes. Like it's enough time to do more than 17 super coach points, for God's sake. He should be Not thinking of us when he's out on the floor. He should be thinking of the super coach fans when he's out on the floor. 100%. Surely some of them do. Surely some of them do. You've got it. I you guarantee some of the footy boys do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was watching anyone, this any, thinking. This one? I was, yeah, I was watching this thinking I might have had it wrong with um with Tui and Jalen Adams. Like obviously Galloway was good. Um, he was a cheapie, and the next game's probably a better one to talk to about with Galloway. But I was just watching this, and Jalen Adams was so good. I think. I might have got it got it wrong. Maybe I should have added Jalen Adams this week. Jalen Adams is the kind of one where you're watching as an owner and go, shit, I got it wrong. And then, like, literally you go to the toilet, you come back and go, shit, booyah. Like, he just can absolutely light it up in such a small period of time um, that you just got to sit in, chill out, and, like, let him do his thing for the whole four quarters. I think I messaged you guys about seven times, like, shit, I've got it wrong. I've absolutely cooked this. And you guys were just like, take a breath. And then I'm like, shit, I'm awesome. What a trade. Like, look at me. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll move on to Perth Wildcats versus uh, the Adelaide 36ers. Um, it was looking like it was going to be an absolute cotton show. And it kind of was to a point, but it could have been bigger than it was. Wildcats getting up 82-75. I'll go to you on this one, Hammer. Uh, Wildcats and 36ers, who are you seeing? Seeing cotton everywhere. 37 super coach points. And I actually saw, looking at some of the other teams, some guys play cotton on the single. So they've got the luxury this week if they hold him on the double. There's an instant captain for you. He's, um, I don't know if I've got the cash to bring him in, but if you've got him, you'd be holding, wouldn't you? Well, now you would. Absolutely. If you've got him now, yeah. you're holding him for sure. Absolutely. They go into their two-game week this week. Um, yeah. Then you'd start looking at it from there. For somebody like myself who's made the move, I don't think it's one of those ones you can keep going back and forth. I think you've got to commit to the pathway that you're on now. But if you've got him, 100% you're keeping him in this week for sure. Yeah. He just shows yeah. what he can still do. The other one there was uh, Alex Saar, Maddie's circle jerk <laughs> friend. Yes. 28 points in 20 minutes off the bench. He's... Uh, He's consistently good, isn't he? Has he missed a shot yet? Yeah, he did miss a shot this game, but gee's been good. Like he's taking minutes away from Pinder. And I don't know if it's it was because they were playing the 36ers, which are the worst organization in the NBL at the moment. Or yeah. um or he's just actually stealing some minutes. Pinder, Pinder fouled out as well. So Pinder fouled out during that game. So he definitely came on at the end. But I tell you what, when the pressure gauge came up, I was like, surely the Wildcats can't lose this game. But to Adelaide's credit, they actually came back, put the pinch on. They did the pick and roll at the top. They kept leaving um, Saar basically at the hash. It just reminded me of a Mickey Dell on 2K. Just like, you don't leave the big horse open at the at the hash. And he's just draining. But I tell you, I tell you what, those two threes in a row were pretty impressive for someone of his age and what's coming next in that pressure gauge. I like what I saw a lot. There's a there's a lot of a young Kevin Garnett about him, right? Ooh. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's I like big. it. And if I know you like to compare yourself to players to Matrix, but um, <laughs> I know you've been called Linguini Arms tonight, but he's another one that once he hits the weight room, uh, he's got a big future. Yeah. He does. No. Yeah, no, I think he's good. Um Another one was maybe Harris off the bench before uh, before our boy, before Henschel. Um, any concern or just what you expect with a 69K player? Uh, look, I think you're going to get what you're seeing. He's, he's really going to make him earn his minutes. He, he'll play inconsistent burn, but he's also still 69K, which... Looking at my team makeup at the moment, I'm possibly bringing him in just because I can't fit any other guard forward guy under the cap. So, you know, that price, you know, he's going to hold it, but, you know, he's not going to be playing the minutes if you're really after production. Yeah, he's no, the kind I think of guy if you ask him points. I think he could sit on the bench for a little while on your team just because, like, he might explode. He's not hurting you. We know those, like, you know, again, at his price at the moment, he might sit there for a little while. Um, if they have a double game week and he gets the minutes, he could absolutely explode for you at that low price. He's, he's not jacking up in price too quickly. 
um, off the back of some of his games. So, yeah, I think he's a hold and allows you to make some other moves for sure. Um, Illawarra versus Southeast Melbourne. Uh, Illawarra getting the chocolates, 113 to 106. Um, I mean, is it Robinson, 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 Matrix? I mean, that's a massive 48-point score. I must admit, I didn't see this game, so I'm going to throw to you too. Other than seeing that score jump off at me, mate, tell me, take me through it. Look, I he's a target for me this week. The worst thing is one of his games are is against Tasmania, which classically stifle his position. But look, realistically, he's a gun. He's a jet. If you're watching this game, he absolutely ripped him to shreds, and he was clutch. I'm high on him. I, I've said this early on, like from what we saw of him in last year's preseason and the one game before he did his ACL or, or whatever he injured, this guy is made for this version of super coach and massive target for this week. 48. It didn't look hard. Like that looks like he could replicate that week in week out saying that he's playing against Tasmania. Traditionally guys don't score well against them. However, He's very, very similar in the way he plays to a Jalen Adams, right? And what did Jalen Adams put up against the Jack Jumpers this round? A, a 35, was it? Like, yep. I think it's I think he's one of the guys who'll get it done no matter what. I'm I'm very high on him. Someone take me through Southeast Melbourne, because I'm just looking at there and I know Cook was out. So you got Creek, Brown, Cummings, all going over 32 points. I mean, that's an explosion. Was it just like is that what they had to offer? So they just kept giving them the ball, or what was happening to uh, to Southeast Melbourne? That's all the guys that played over thirty minutes as well. Um, they yeah. were in trouble. They needed this win, so they played their best guys big minutes. Um, look, there's some questions popping in the chat, like, um, "Can we breathe without no air now?" Uh, yeah, I'm a bit off him. Um, when he was starting, uh, the production was there. I think he's going to go through these streaks, but this is Gary Brown and Will Cummings' team at the guard spot. Um, Creek's going to do good things throughout the year. He still scored really well over this weekend, but I tell you what, any team that's starting vague um, is not going to go deep into any postseason. That guy, like talk about the great white hope, um, that guy, like, like – yeah, man, he like looked like he could get torn up at B grade in Toowoomba, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this one in here. Can't defend. These scores are going up against a team where the coach, Jacob Jacomas, is playing 12 guys like it's under 12s and he's trying to keep the parents <laughs> happy. Like, man, <laughs> this is not a good defensive team. So those numbers are slightly inflated. I'm just going to throw this one from Matty Granger because we've talked about this name a few times on the show and I'm going to throw it to Hammer because Hammer's the one that's brought up this name a few times and did give you the big warning beforehand. Surely I'm the only idiot who has Tarangi and now I can't get rid of him. What are the chances of Phoenix doing the Haka Pretty game? Hammer, I'm going to throw to you. I think like, look, let's answer that question. Honestly, like what does he do? Surely you got to get rid of Tarangi. Yeah, look, man, I've got no sympathy for you, Matty. I've told you. What more can I do? This guy <laughs> is untouchable. Shit. Come on. Listen to us. Now, nah, look, man, he, <laughs> he he baits you into it every year. He, he, he makes you think, oh, there's a little something coming here, and then he lays an egg. So it's, it's understandable. Been there, done that. But, you know, I'm burned. I'm not going back again. Let's go back to your bullets, Matty. Uh, bullets. Unluckily, going down 89 to 86. Uh, Sobi came out with 31 points in the game, which alluded to 34 super coach points um, from a can standpoint. Um, again, we talked about uh, Wardenberg, where he, he still put up a nice solid 22 super coach points. Miller with 32 super coach points. And Gak off the bench with 25. There's been a lot of talk about Gak at the start. Um, and Gak now, is, is he relevant or be careful? He's not relevant. I think he had one good game, to be honest. I don't think that we'll be seeing much of him throughout the year. Um, this is Clintman, Wardenberg, Menengas, uh spot up there in the front. Um, even the intention of playing a lot, Mayan, early, obviously he left. But, um, yeah, look, I won't be looking at Gak. 
Yeah, Lat, Lat Mayan, his time's over now too. McCall came back, limited minutes, only put up the six super coach points, but that's another guy who's like the bloody Tasmanian devil out of the Looney Tunes. He's just 100 miles an hour, 15 turnovers to go with whatever other stat, but, you know, <laughs> rocks and diamonds, man. Sometimes he explodes and sometimes he gives you a negative. So, I, so when you... I would have loved for Taj McCall to, while he was still coming back from an injury, like just play two double game weeks and just become a lot cheaper. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that he's got uh, two weeks away from NBL and we won't be getting those, I suppose, those injury scores. Maybe these uh, these drop-in minutes because, yeah, by the time he's back, he will be playing a lot more than 17 minutes. And at 350K, you can't touch him. No. Um, but Paddy Miller, I know that you were looking at bringing him in this week, Hammer. Didn't bring yep. him in, um, no. did you? Um, a sigh of relief or was kind of what you thought? And no, I was I was impressed with him. I'm really impressed with his biceps. Anyone else been checking those out? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. They're they're, massive. they're like two of mine. They're like four of mine taped together, according to Phil. Man, it's like his biceps took a shit, and that's your biceps. Like, <laughs> mate, I, mate, I've only been passed on one of your uh, calendar photos, mate. So I've just been looking at your biceps the whole time, mate. <laughs> Where does this come from? Um, <laughs> Stay tuned yeah. for episode twelve. <laughs> yeah, look, Miller was great. Um, it's exactly what I expected, and especially the minutes. He was playing high thirties with Armstrong out. The reason I went with Cummings instead was because of the schedule. I didn't want to have to trade him out this week with the two donuts coming up. And Miller is one of the only teams playing in that round four. So if I can hold him on the bench for a week, uh, sorry, Cummings is one of the only ones playing round four. So that was it there. But um, yeah, I like what I see. So we're coming to the last round, our uh, last game of the round. This is the time. Get those comments and questions. We'll make sure we get to as many questions as we can after we get through the rounds. This is the last one because uh, I already brought one on the Sunday. Sydney versus Adelaide, 109 to 100. Kings getting it done. Big last quarter, 34 to 28 to get over the line. Um, Hunter absolutely exploded in this one with 41 super coach points. Uh, Galloway even more so with 43 uh, Valentine at least lifted his game to show us a little bit more about what he can do with 27. Adams with 33. Massive points from that side. But from an Adelaide side, McCarron with 35. And one that we've been talking about is Kel. Um, you've talked a lot about him, Matrix. Did you like what you saw here with his 39 super coach points? Yeah, look, I liked what I saw. I just can't put any faith in anything coming out of Adelaide. Not even their wines, to be honest. Um, but Jacob Wiley was good too, but yeah, look, it's just really hard to even look at anyone with Adelaide. Their draw dries up a little bit now. So I might not own anybody from Adelaide all year. Yeah. Just out of protest. Look, there's, yeah, they've announced that possibly an import imminent this week. So maybe that changes a few things as well. Um, maybe if he's an absolute start at, at 277 starting price. You may look when the schedule gets a bit better later on, but um, Valentine, he teased me. That <laughs> first half, <laughs> it's like a love-hate relationship with this guy. 21 super coach points at the half. Looked like he was going to go on with it and didn't. There, yep. there were a few assists, like Tui just missed an absolute bunny from him, which had me yelling at the TV. But, um, yeah, like he's just tantalizingly close to putting it together, but frustratingly shit at the same time. So yeah, that was the roller coaster. I rode that whole game. So that's our game wrap. We're gonna move on can, to some questions can, before. Can I we just get, go oh, on yep, to no, the, go. Can I just go Jordan Hunter and Jonah Bolden? Because what I hate was Jonah Bolden was the gun in the first Sydney game and then Jordan Hunter was the gun in the second Sydney game. Like you see Jordan Hunter getting 41 super coach points in 20 minutes and you just start to go, wow, this is a guy I need to add. He's on a double next week. But you can't trust it with Jonah Bolden there because they'll no. just ride the hot hand, I think, in that center spot. And they can't play beside each other from what I saw. I'm yeah. sure you'll be able to make a reference from an NRL standpoint, but it's no different to people choosing their rucks in an AFL super coach standpoint. If you know I'm that lost. there's a good 
If you, <laughs> if you know or anyone who's listening along that plays the AFL, they'll understand what I'm saying. Any team that you know has a good backup ruck, you don't trust them. When you've got someone like a Tim English or someone that's the lone ruck, you know you're going to get consistent points. Their, their floor ain't that low and their ceiling is still high. So from that Hunter component, yeah, his ceiling might be up there, but his floor could be so low if they go to Bolden and give him the minutes. So yeah, you got to be careful. Man, Hunter is a concern. He, he reminds me a lot of uh, a Space Jam, the original. You know, you know when like <laughs> they get all their powers sucked out by the aliens. Like that's yeah. how he looks sometimes. Some games he forgets how to catch the ball. Like you don't know which guy's going to turn up. <laughs> He's like the Sean Bradley the, out of that movie. I forgot, what the, I forgot what the special juice was they got. Someone will write in the comments. Let us know Mike. the special juice they got. The uh, Mike special the, uh, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Guys, this is the time. Make sure we throw the comments in the chat. I'd like to give a shout out. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you hit subscribe and like on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, make sure you hit the follow button and leave us a review. It's that love that keeps the show alive. So guys, please make sure if you haven't done that already, now is the time to do that. I'm going to throw to Matrix in a bit to start talking about our community team and how our community team went. And then let's tee up the first couple of questions, Matrix, as well after you do that. Let's go. Yeah, so we got 309 this week on the community team. So in our Discord, um, it'll be in the it'll be in the comments, uh, a link to our Discord. Uh, the, everybody's been getting involved and voting as to what the, um, I suppose, the trade should be in the upcoming week. And this week, uh, they got 309. Uh, we voted on Doyle to be the captain, and our season rank is 388. So, um, yeah, if you'd like to pop in our Discord, have a little bit of a, a chop in there. Um, look, it's just a heap of people shit talking. Uh, you can get spicy with some trades that you might not be game to do in your own, own team. And, um, yeah, if people uh, like your comment enough, um we'll do it on our community team and if we win if we manage to win a week we'll donate it to charity so love that um we'll go to some questions what's that what's your charity of choice oh i haven't i haven't chosen yet um maybe the uh maybe the guide dogs are hearing that All right, we're going to go out to the community now. Drop those questions in. They can be trade-related. They can be basketball-related. They can be uh, Hammers Tinder profile-related. Anything you want, throw it in there. Um, big shout-out to David Bryson, coach of Too Many Cooks. Thoughts on Cotton in as defensive play, as a defensive play, versus Cotton owner in two head-to-heads. Alternatively, is there someone with a better draw, uh, break-even, that can re- replicate the output? Matrix? <laughs> Um, look, I'm probably going to be looking at bringing Cotton in this week. Um, but you could look at somebody like a, like a Doyle or a Sobe. Um, honestly, I thought Cotton would be a little bit of a, uh, a pod play to everybody bringing in, in Sobe this week if I, if I brought him in. So, um, yeah, I don't mind bringing in Cotton, but you've got to really have faith in your other guys there. Um, you have a pretty well-rounded team. Um, you beat me by one point. But I would probably just – the answers I'd probably go Sobe and have a dig at winning. So, yep. I like that. I like that as well. Have a crack. Sometimes I also don't think this is the type of competition that you can just base your moves on your head-to-heads because you've got to think forward to the schedule. You could go make a move on based on a head-to-head and you could absolutely stuff up your future planning. Um, so be careful with that. Don't get sucked into the head-to-head. I like Matrix as well with your comment there. Go for the win. Go for the glory. We just sort of touched on this a little bit, but Sobe's in there. Thoughts on Nathan Sobe and Justin Robinson for Cook and Miller. I'll go to you, Hammer, on this one. Thoughts on Corey Blackledge's uh, comment. Oh, you're on mute, my friend. We're stuck in uh, COVID time. There we go. Keep going. There we go. We're back. You're on. Yeah. Look, we we got to get rid of Cook and Miller. That that's a no-brainer. Miller's on a donut. Cooks is cooked. Um, Sobe and Justin Robinson. If you can bring both in, that's a power move. I think they're both going to be doing well. What you need to look towards though is the next round. So both are on singles the next round. Round four is going to be critical. This is going to separate the men from the boys. So round four, we only have Melbourne United, Southeast Melbourne, and Adelaide on a double. 
All right. So if we're trying to aim to keep our whole starters on doubles, have a look at the rest of your squad, what your bench is like and how that's going to play out. So we talked about no Adelaide ownership. So you're talking about a full starting list of Melbourne and Southeast Melbourne. Is that where we're going for Hammer or Matrix? That was you. Oh, It'll be yeah, close. close. Is, like, is McCarran someone you can touch? No. No? Nope. Ooh, didn't, <laughs> didn't get any of them excited. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No yeah, no. Um, no I, I'm not punching the bottom a, of I love my desk a one word. Yeah. I love a one-word answer. Uh, thoughts on Robinson? We've touched on this one, looking at mainly for cash. We sort of just touched on Robinson there. Oh, not even oh. just for cash, Jen. Just get him yeah. to get buckets. You'll get well, both out of him. He's yeah, yeah. He's going to go up. He hasn't hit his three games yet. Yeah, he's good. A few names coming up. They're always going to come up. We've got a few extra ones in this one. Shout out to Corey again. Uh, who do I play this? Uh, Valentine or Saar or Justin Robinson or Deliver Dover as I have nine of my 10 players on doubles this week. So Valentine, Saar, Robinson, Deliver Dover. Robinson, Deliver Dover. <laughs> you're, you, you're off the Valentine it, train, aren't you? Mate, I'm going to bring yeah. up some recordings last week. You were all dead, over him like a fly on a chit. He's sitting with Tara no, Armstrong. I, I think from what I can see there is he's probably got Justin Robinson and Delhi in the guard spot. So he needs to play Justin Robinson or Delhi, which I uh, would select Justin Robinson, Robinson. especially with Delhi only getting 20 minutes with Ian Clark coming back from injury. And I would still probably play Valentine before yeah. Saar. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I, I think that's I think that's a no-brainer for me. I agree with that. Um, this is an interesting question. I look, we've got to answer it. We've got to, I think it's a straightforward answer here. Is Travis a sell or worth holding for another week? I'll throw it to you, Maddie, but I think it's an easy answer. This one. Yeah. Just, just keep him. The guy's a gun. He got 22 last week. If he gets 22 in the next two games, he gets you 44, which you're going to be happy nine times out of 10. So and, maybe and just don't captain him. Yeah. Um, shout out to Max McDonald. Uh, who should I start out of Hunter Huckporty or Saar at the center this round? I think it's oh, the man in the middle for me. Sorry, it cut off. I just thought it said, who should I start out of Hunter Huckporty, Saar at center this round? And why is it Huckporty? Mm. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's right. got to be Huckporty. That's, the, be that. that's the only logical answer. Um, Huckporty's yeah. a gun. Uh, I'll keep screw, uh, going along. What have I got here? Uh, Sobian Robinson, Miller and Cook. I think we read that one a little bit. Play out Sarvis and Valentine. We've, I think we've touched on that one a little bit. Um, here we go. Who else is trading in Adam Ford to get a bit of toughness in the team? Over to you, Hammer. <laughs> well, there's a few places his services could be of, um, of value. Like Adelaide Soft. They could use a bit of Ford to rough things up. Your, uh, your Wildcats faded down the stretch. They could use a bit of Adam Ford. Yeah. I heard he could be fighting Tavita Pangai Jr. next week. So, uh, yeah, I could I could get Adam Ford in. I like it. So we've touched on our schedule chat. I think we've already touched on that. So the double games, we've obviously got Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Sydney. Hammer already touched on it for next week, only being Melbourne, Southeast Melbourne, and Adelaide. So just to start to think about that, probably one last thing that we'll finish on, guys. We'll give a little sneak peek into what's going to come on Wednesday. Uh, any early trade thoughts on what you're doing? I'll go to you, Hammer, first. Have you started thinking about your possible trades this week? Yeah, look, I'll bring in a guard, either a, a Sobe or a Robinson. And depending on which one I bring in will be what I can do with my second trade. Um, but I'll be looking to offload Cooks and Menenga. Matrix? I, um, due to, I suppose due to Cooks in there, I'm probably going to be looking at maybe getting rid of Cooks and Creek just to fund a big guy like like a Jalen Adams or a Cotton or even a Sobe. If I can afford both of them, I might even bring in two of those because I've got those jewels. I've got Travis and Valentine. I can move up into the forward. And, um, yeah, looking to really chase those big points this week. I might be in a little bit of trouble this week because I'm sort of looking at going and I'm just kind of having a look at it now, looking at going, and I think the app's kind of playing up a little bit. Um, That's not what Cook is for. 
<laughs> cook, cook to Huck Porty, but it's telling me that at the end of that, I've only got about 60000 in cash left. Um, that's probably about right. And then the other move I up. have to make is, do we know of any cheapies at the moment? Because I'm going to have to move Antonio out of my side now. I just wanted to have a cheeky look. I'll maybe throw to you, Hammer. You're pretty good for somebody outside of the box. Um, if you've only got a little bit of cash, where's the, where's the money at at the moment? I don't know. It depends what, what position. Oldbridge, if you don't have him, he hasn't hit his price rise yet. He had 18 last game. He's, he's looking good. Uh, uh, Galloway from Adelaide has been solid. He's, he had a good price rise up to about 100K now. You talked about Gak before. I, I don't mind the look of him at 69K. Um, nice. Might be a little bit more now. There's a few around. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But Gak's, yeah, I'm going to have to have a look at that. That'll be the move for me. I think it'll be a yeah. pretty simple move this week for me, which is the the Huck Porty is just a no-brainer, I think, especially with their schedule coming up. Cook has to come out, and then Antonio with their double donuts. I'll have a look at that and see what I can do. It might be one of those ones that I take a donut for a week and then make another move later, and we'll have a look from there. But yep. look, getting excited for our Wednesday show. Uh, Maddie. I've seen you click on one there, and it's not a bad yeah. little question. We, do you want to throw that can one we answer, Can we answer a few of these, uh, these questions coming in at the end? I have noticed I've sort of flown in during the end, so if anyone's got to go, go. But I'm happy to answer. Like, is it too late to add Jalen Galloway at 177K now after he just rose in price a lot in the last week? Um, Hammer, what do you think? Uh, I'm torn, man. Like, I feel like it's a now or never. Like, I don't think once he gets up over 200K, which he probably will after the next price rise, I think then he's he hasn't got the value because the schedule fades and Hogue comes back. But in its current form, he's producing some serious numbers. So, yeah, jump on now or or forget about it. I reckon you can still add him. He's got a break even of six. Uh, he's got a double game week. Um, I'm comfortable to have him sit on my bench in those single game weeks for Sydney as well at that price. And also I just want him to pump up that price a little bit further. Um, so when Hogue's back, I can move him to a genuine gun. So, you're yeah, right, I think Jalen Galloway all the way. If, if he gets up a little more in price and you can offload him for close to a new import price, you can start to look at potentially – these teams were bringing new imports and you've turned, what do you say, 123 or something into you've doubled your money. Yeah. You could bring in Jeremy, like uh, Jeremy Lamb, sorry, wrong one. Uh, you could bring in Lamb from New Zealand and wow. um, like he looks like I've, I've watched a, a fair bit of him. I, uh, uh, another host of the NBA show and off the ball, he can light it up, like has a great three ball. I think you're going to get these games where he scores a lot of points. Like I think that there's going to be a game where he scores 50. Um, but I think when he shots off, kind of, I suppose, similar to someone like Jordan Usher, when he shots off, um, he's not going to be fantastic. He's not super athletic. Um, he moves very well off the ball. But, yeah, I think that he could be somebody that you get in before those price rises and maybe move Jalen Galloway to someone like that? He'll be a good fit for the breakers, but you're right, man. There is no athleticism. He couldn't jump over a phone book. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like me playing basketball if we want to get some comparisons. <laughs> Another comparison. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's a few more. So 11 of the 12 players, uh, 11 of the top 12 players by average are guard eligible. I think you talked about this one when we first jumped on the pod, uh, Hammer, bringing you across some fantasy to Supercoach land. Is this format too friendly to the shot-heavy guards? Yeah. I, th I think the balance has swung so far in the opposite direction. The, the old fantasy format had big bonuses for your double-doubles and your rebounds. Offensive rebounds were a premium and and blocks, and so you'd load up on your big guys. But this format, especially where it doesn't punish you for missing shots, your volume guys are going to be gold. Your, your Jalen Adams, your Justin Robinsons, your Sobies, the guys who, who do a little bit of everything but just get shots up. I mean, look, look at the biggest score, super coach scores of the last round. You know, Sobie had 31 points in one of the game, actual points, and finished with about 34 fantasy points. Justin Robinson, Mitch Creek had... 23 actual points and 25 super coach points. It's, it's kind of where it's going towards. 
Yeah, I love it. I just think that we need to get these guards in. And the sooner you realize that, like, you're just going to build up to get these really big guard heavy. And those guards that are small forward eligible, I think that we will find them in, like, draw permitting, we'll find them in our teams a lot towards the end of the year. I I personally would love them. Yeah, I'd love them to personally bring in a little bit of a deficit for missed shots. I think that'll balance the equation a little bit. That's for me. I think that gets the purest to maybe get involved a little bit more as well. doesn't have to be a massive punishment, but I think a little bit of something. Because I go back to my comments about Valentine that we made last week. I know that, yeah, it's great that he can get his points on the board without actually physically scoring the ball. But, like, you're just looking for guys that are shooting the rock to just give you a little bit of comfort. They, they had the balance right with the old fantasy format where I think it was every second field goal you missed, you lost one point. I, yeah. I feel like that brings it back into check. Nah, fuck them. Just let them jack as many shots as they want and uh, and just see and just pick up all the guys that have the ball in their hand the whole time. And the, the NBL way you NBL Supercoach is going to clip that. I'd be negative 12, 0 oh, and 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, your show. I'm letting, it's your show. I'm letting you click in whatever you want, mate. I'm my round, hands are round four, McCarran captain. Yes or no? Uh, is no or no an uh, option? No, Cajones. Uh, I'm gonna, I say Mc, I, not a captain, but I'm I'm still on that. McCarran is relevant if you're having a pick an Adelaide player. That's that's where you I'm at. It it is a pod play because nobody with any brain would do it. Hey, look, if you had to pick an Adelaide player, yeah. But the the funny thing about it is, Rob, you don't have to pick an Adelaide player, and nor should you. That's um. That's this is good. I like it. We can't we can't sit here and just have a circle jerk every week, boys. Do you know what I mean? We have to sometimes tell each other, look, I think someone's relevant. I could be completely wrong. You know what? I am the tennis player. That's fine. Maybe I know nothing, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to ride it for as long as I can. I am higher ranked than both of you, so shut the <laughs> up. Woo! Let's go, McCarran. Woo! <laughs> Bring him in. <laughs> Bring him in and watch Ben Air score more than him that week. <laughs> I told you you let this one go too long. This is what happens. <laughs> um, uh, looking a bit ahead to all the Adelaide people that we hate, but Wiley and Humphreys worth a look for round four. I got a bit turned off by how many turnovers Wiley got in the last week, and I suppose Humphreys is going to get rebounds when everybody shoots this bad. Yeah, that round four double for Adelaide is surrounded by two singles, so yeah. If you bring them in, you're bringing them in for a one-week rental, and there's both your trades tied up on the way in and the way out. So, hey, I'm not looking at it. I don't mind, Wiley. I won't, I won't bring him in. Uh, I don't mind him, though. He passes the eye test for me. Yeah. Um, I, we touched it before, but I'm starting Valentine over Sar, Liam. Um, what are you guys doing? I don't hold uh, Sar, but I, I would start Valentine over him just because the minutes are there. The roles there, Saar is sort of getting that sixth or seventh man kind of role, but it's fluctuating between that sort of 12 to 20 minutes, and he's just been hyper-productive and hasn't missed a shot, but he's got to come back to earth at some point. You're guaranteeing a guy who's got the ball in his hand for 27, 28, possibly over 30 minutes compared to somebody that can have a high ceiling. I'm taking the consistent player every single week. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Phil's got one, a uh, more of a statement than a question for you, Rob. Um, um, I, have right. of, I have a lot of love for the. I have a lot of love for the guy. I have a lot of in, love for the guy. The receipts still say that I'm getting it right 95 percent of the time over him. Cam Bancroft, GWS, the list continues on. Play on, player. <laughs> um, but love yeah, you, no, Phil. Look, I love you so much, Phil. And you're not wrong. He probably is definitely a must-have in the NBA on Supercoach. Absolutely. I'm just having a bit of fun um, with the boys, mate. I can tell you now, McCarran ain't coming in my team. Let's be very clear right now. Yeah, and it's and it's about time that the metrics started getting some love, um, as <laughs> as we see in the comments. Account, fake, uh, I think this, X is clearly your fake account. <laughs> I think I think once we start seeing these uh, these comments like this, I can smell a bit better than that. Um, but I think when we start seeing some comments like this, it's probably time to start wrapping up the show. Yeah, we're getting into some quality chat, not. Uh, we will bring it back with some quality chat on Wednesday when we start looking at who the players are that you should be bringing in, making sure we look at the schedules. What are our teams looking like before we go into round 
three. I think there's some big moves to make, some abilities to jump up and down the league table. We'll be giving away standard squeeze packs if you're our squeeze of the week. Make sure you jump in our league. 680481 Hammer. Any final favorite words from you? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Phil. I uh, I get a good chuckle every time I look at his team, the Fielder Beasts. It's uh, I love it. <laughs> Give it up, big fella. I helped him name that one. Some of your best work, Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Over to you, Maddie. Last words, Mister SC Matrix. No. Nothing. Wow. Mark down this point. Mark down this point right now. I'll tell you what, I'm getting rid of this final words. Mickey Dell on the (laughs) AFL podcast always gives me some classic final words. You two need to lift your game. You need to be ready for these final words as we go around. Big shout out to the community. We saw so many viewers on. We saw some great comments. We've had a good time. This is what we're here for is to have a bit of a laugh by hopefully bringing you some genuine quality conversation at the same time and expertise. Guys, until Wednesday when we bring you the second show of the week on Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Until then, peace out. Cheerio.